I actually didn't know I was going to become a sheikh until I became a sheikh. Do you think you deserve that title? My parents were like, you know what? We always wanted you to be a hafiz. And I'm like, wait, really? You were the first one to start cursing. <laughs> Cheetos are haram. And I still told this day, don't understand like what's so cool about listening to music. <laughs> you probably know me better than almost anyone. A lot of religious people only hang out with religious people. Are you really benefiting people? Do you get rishtas from all this? They just weren't that bad. <laughs> There is a sense of risk associated with all, with promoting Islamic content as well. I know some people like thirst over Omar Suleiman. Yeah, Omar yeah. Suleiman. Man, <laughs> do you like, think he's good? But when I listened to Tate, he was like, you know, go make some more money, you know, go do this. Having wealth, making money was never any sort of like prohibition. Somebody get a stone. So by you making content and you making someone smile gives you that purpose too. You know, I believe in aliens. I'll just say, I'll say it straight <laughs> out. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today's guest is one of my closest and greatest friends. He is recently turned into a sheikh. And uh, today we're here presented with... Qari Muntajib Moinuddin. <laughs> oh, Sheikh Monty. Sheikh Monty. You could call me Sheikh Monty. Uh, so you're officially a sheikh? Yeah, so I'm officially a sheikh. So what happened was that I actually didn't know I was going to become a sheikh. Until I became a sheikh. Wait, really? Really, it's actually crazy. Dude. So what happened was, I was pursuing the Islamic science of Quran recitation. There's like a whole science related to it, where you have to recite the Quran as it was transmitted down from the Prophet to his companions. And so what happened was, I was pursuing the science. Um, I first memorized the Quran, and then I was pursuing the science of becoming a certified reciter. And once I became a certified reciter, I was granted something called an ijaza, which is a license. License reciter, license, license okay. slash certificate. It's like a boating license. Yeah, it's like a like... boating license. And that license, it certifies me as a sheikh. Oh, a and, sheikh. You, and you didn't know until you and got I it. I didn't know until I got it. I thought it was just going to be like maybe like a qari or something like that. But it certified me as a sheikh in yeah. terms of Quranic recitation wow. sciences. For those that don't know, for these non-Muslims, uh, what is a sheikh? A sheikh is basically someone, uh, an Islamic figure who has attained a mastery, a high level of knowledge in in the Islamic sciences. Um, you could say it's equivalent to like, maybe, I don't want to say a priest. It's kind of like a little higher than that. Yeah. Maybe like a, like a Pope or but not like the Pope, but yeah. like some, you know, a high, I guess. Higher level than a priest. Yeah. Higher level than a priest. Yeah. Like a Second high prestige priest. Exactly. Like <laughs> a high religious clergyman, I would say in Islam. So, you know, to have like a title of a Sheikh, it, it's, the literal meaning in Arabic of a sheikh is kind of just like an elderly man, but the connotative meaning and what it means in Islamic sciences is that he is like a senior, like a well-knowledgeable person in Islamic sciences. Do you think you deserve that title? You know what? <laughs> like, why not? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but slap it on my salams. <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, I don't think I deserve that title. Um, because if as soon as I say I deserve that title, man, everyone call me sheikh. Shimmer, call me Sheikh from now on. Yeah, I feel like it. I feel like I feed into my arrogance. Um, you well, know, it's good so, though. You like you worked hard for it. So yeah, no, that is true. I worked hard for it. Um, honestly, it wasn't like an easy journey. It was something where I just put in minimal amount of hours. It kind of took like yeah my whole when I started from memorizing the Quran till now to kind of yeah. get there. Yeah, um, I'm so, proud. So you memorized the Quran, right? Um, how old were you when you fully memorized the Quran? Basically, like for those that are listening, it's. He literally memorized word for word the entire Islamic book. 
Yeah. Um, I think it was yesterday. No, I'm kidding. Right, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I started I started when I was nine years old and I finished when I was twelve. So I did it when I was really young. Um, you know, obviously there was a period when I was in high school or yeah. college where I wasn't like keeping up with it. And if you don't keep up with it, like if you don't like review it and stuff like that, it escapes your mind, right? Yeah. So, you know, there was a period where it was like, you know, little rough patches. You know, I was having too many too much fun with my friends, this guy named Shimmer and other people, <laughs> you know. So but you know, thankfully, you know, I went yeah. and came back to it, I still did fight it and yeah. uh, you so know, like, now it's stronger than ever. So you were like what, you said twelve? I was 12 when yeah, I Yeah, I remember yeah. Um, you had a gathering for it, and uh, oh. and he got, like, so many presents. I remember that when he first memorized it. And he was, like, on a pedestal. Like, everyone was looking at him. Everyone was looking at me. Um, I was decked up in so much bling, too. <laughs> I was probably wearing gold, which I shouldn't be wearing gold. right? I was, like, I was telling my parents, like, is this gold? They're, like, no, nah, it's not gold. I'm, yeah. like okay <laughs> yeah no but like it was it was a pretty um it was pretty like festive you know what i mean like we had like four to four hundred people minimum yeah. come through i'll celebrate and to be honest i was so young at that time 12 years old i didn't really realize like the height of it dude and i mean it's insane i mean so all of our whole like squad basically we were reading quran after every day after school yeah. right but Monty here he would stay like longer like at home like he would he would sometimes hang out with us like it would be rare but uh we would just read like pr pretty much every day right but he memorized it we just read it like I, f I think I finished my the Quran when I was 10 wow um and then like two years later you're like oh yeah I memorized that shit <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much what happened right so like at first, at first, when I joined, like, you know, the Islamic school, because I joined Islamic school, like, before I even memorized the Quran, right? So, at first, I, I just started off reading small surahs, like, memorizing the short ones. And then, like, I got pretty good at it. And now, and my parents were like, you know what? We always wanted you to be a hafiz. And I'm like, wait, really? Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. And then, everyone was reading it, and I just slowly started memorizing little by little. And it was crazy. And honestly, um, seeing, my, seeing my friends, like, hanging out and, like, after school... You know, I had to find that good balance between like memorizing the Quran and also being like a social regular guy too, yeah. you know. So was it like depressing you just like see us outside or what? So yeah, <laughs> I would see you guys outside and I'd be like, damn. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> so like I had I so I had a it's all about balance, right? So I would have times where I would hang out with you guys. I never like sacrifice hanging out with you guys, but it had to be yeah. restricted. I had like a yeah, strict yeah. like time, strict like okay, yeah. like five thirty or six, yeah. you know, I get to um, you know, I got to have to go home or if I don't pass my Quran lesson, I can't hang out and I get beat up instead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it had to be like very like punctual and very like managed per yeah, se. Yeah. Um, was that you yourself or were your like parents um, making it punctual? Buddy, I was a hundred percent controlled here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had a, I, I obviously had that interest that I wanted to, but I guess since I was nine years old, I wasn't. I didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really good at managing my time. So my parents would kind of like set mm. the schedule for me yeah. and like enforce it. Cause like, I feel like, you know, obviously all of us had like restrictions, right? It's yeah. not like we didn't, but uh, as kids, we're just like, nah, like, you know, mm. we'll push it. Like one of our other friends, he would just push everything. Oh like, yeah. And so, uh, but first I think when I was a kid, I feel like you actually enjoyed yeah. that, like you know, the punctualness and like you actually enjoy like going back home, but yeah. also hanging out with us. No, absolutely. Um, I really, so I actually enjoyed like memorizing the Quran. I enjoyed the whole journey. Looking back at it, I enjoyed it even more. Um, but I, I, it was just, 
it was ingrained into me that, you know, if you want to memorize the Quran, if you want to, you know, memorize more and be like ahead of everyone in this, you have to like do this and that X, Y, Z. And so I enjoyed being punctual, you know, and I felt like I had friends like you, I had friends like, yeah, yeah, you know, these guys, like you guys understood my punctualness and yeah. my schedule and you guys, um, you know, thankfully I had friends that never like egged me on or like discouraged me even at that young age it's crazy right because like when you're young your friends would be like egg you want to be like oh come on stay maybe you guys did a little bit i think we did, I think a, lot. Did a, okay. we did a lot well i was trying to give some credit but <laughs> no I, but I, I think it became to a point where you guys realized like all right this guy's like just yeah not like we were if you were out with us we we're like yo just stay longer but mm -hmm. if you were not without if you're not uh out with us we wouldn't like go to your house and like you know mm, ring yeah. your doorbell forever. right 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 maybe once in a while but like oh yeah um it's just you know, if you were with us, we're like, yo, just stay like 30 minutes, an hour. Come on. Like, you've been memorizing the Quran, bro. Absolutely. But. And you know what? Something's like really crazy. Um, I feel like in his school, the other students that were that were with me memorizing the Quran, they didn't have that like cool group of friends to go home and hang out and play with all that stuff. Right. Their friends were just like people who go to the mosque and just pray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. not much to do, buddy, besides memorize the Quran. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like. I felt like I was more unique in that sense where I had like a cool group of friends who it was like a different life. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like I had you guys. We all had some like very similar interests and hobbies around that time. Yeah. And, you know, it was like an outlet. And then then I go back into the Quran world and I go hang out with friends. Honestly, it was a good balance. And I think that's what helped me succeed and be better than the other kids. Wow. Be 100%. Wow. I'll take that uh, accolade right there. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, the funny thing was, I don't think we were even the bad influence at all. Yeah, I, you were the first one to start cursing. <laughs> you know, you know, like um, you know, it's funny, right? Because when I was young, uh, someone told me I don't want to mention their name, um, in the case they watch this, but someone there was another Quran student who was cursing a lot. Yeah, and then, and I was like nine at nine at the time, nine yeah, ten. Yeah. So, and I was like, man, you're, you're like, why are you cursing? Like, you remember the Quran? You're doing all this. Like, why? And he was like, exactly. That's the answer. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, remember no Quran. So Allah forgives us more easily than the other people. And I was like, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, no, but you know, I just felt like you guys were like an outlet. Like I was yeah, yeah. the whole day being like super straight edge. Yeah. Even when I got home and had to memorize, I was being super yeah. straight edge. When I was with you guys, I was like, you know, these are my homies. Like, yeah. No, but know? the thing is, we were uncomfortable because we didn't even curse. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, he was the first one to start cursing in our friend group. And we were just like, oh, I guess it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> balance. <laughs> Talk about balance. Hey, man. It, it was crazy. We had some friends who were like, you know, Cheetos or Haram and like yeah, something yeah. like that, like extremely straight edge. And then you had an, another guy. <laughs> you had the other <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was like, you know, like cursing and stuff but yeah i just felt like it was like what the cool kids do you know yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta blend in real it, quick yeah and uh what was cool is monty was really about balance so i think we would we would play um pokemon right yeah. we oh, play yeah. pokemon on the game boy uh we had the nintendo gamecube um so we play like smash brothers and oh, stuff yeah. like that um but once monty started memorizing the quran like around nine years old you know that's when that was kind of like after the gamecube era and the game boy era and so he didn't really play video games with us. And uh, there was like a system that came out. It was called the PSP. And so all of our friends got it and we're like buying all these games and stuff like that. And then, you know, like six months later, like three months later, Monty's like, yo, guys, I got the PSP. <laughs> and we're like, yo, what? Really? 
And then we're excited to go to his. He's like, yeah, I got all this stuff on the PSP. We're like, whoa. And for those for those that don't know, like on the PSP, you can have movies, you can have music, you can have games and all that stuff. So we had all our PSPs decked out. Monty's like, you'll come through. I'll show you my PSP. So we go all the way. We're like bringing all our PSPs. Right. And then he's like, yo, check out, check on my PSP. And then I'm like, I turn it on and it like the storage is full. But I go to the games. There's no games. I go to the movies. There's like no movies. <laughs> I go to the music. It's literally every Quran <laughs> recitation. <laughs> this man just bought a PSP just to have Quran recitation. <laughs> Mashallah. Mashallah, <laughs> man. I mean, like, it was really hard to find, like, MP3 players. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I just downloaded a PSP. You know, when I got the PSP, I took it to his school with me. Yeah. And the teacher was like, you know what? You can download your favorite reciter on this PSP. And I was like, oh, no cap? Like, for real? <laughs> I know what cap meant. Yeah. But, yeah, but I was like, yo, no way. And then he, I gave him my PSP in the morning. And in the evening, I got it back with the whole Quran downloaded. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Yo, like, I have the whole Quran on the PSP. I would, like, flex. Like, yeah, I got this, like, pseudo recitation on my PSP. Yeah. Play that joke. And then I thought I was, like, the coolest kid at that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just And, uh, yeah, that just shows, like, you know, that's why I thought. I was like, bro, this guy's dedicated. Like, there's no way, even as a kid, like, um, most kids probably were, like, forced to, right? But oh, yeah. it, did, it just... To me, at least, it didn't seem like you were forced. Maybe a little bit, but like yeah. it seemed like, uh, you know, you enjoyed it at least. Yeah, absolutely. It was more of like a, it was more of like a like a little push, like encouragement yeah, push. Yeah. But uh, you know, I was really interested in doing yeah. it, and um, and everything you turned into like Islamic, like PSP could have gone so many wrong ways. Oh yeah, <laughs> so no, many wrong oh, ways. Yeah, <laughs> But but you you know like you halalified yeah, the, halalified PSP. the PSP. <laughs> the PSP took his shahada. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was crazy. Yeah. And, and uh but that also brings me to another point is that anytime we get in the car, we go somewhere, like you know, someone invites us to an iftar or a dawat, or we go somewhere just to eat. Um, this man never has music in the car. Yeah, you know, um, so I thought like at first, like, you know, not listening to music is not a big deal, like, you know, because who listens to music? You know, no one listens to music. But then I realized my sample was just other HIF students. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, OK. Um, then I found out some HIF students, a lot of them do listen to music. So, you know, I just never got into it because when I was growing up, uh, I don't know if it was my parents or my teacher. I think it was my parents. They said, you know what, if you start listening to music while you're doing HIFs, while you're memorizing the Quran, either the music will stay in your mind or the Quran will stay in your mind. So you have to choose one. And I was like, damn, well, let's turn up Kanye West. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. But I was like, you know what? That's true. Let me, let me just try not listening to music just for like yeah. two years. You know, like I still knew like, like the gold digger song. That was like Kanye yeah, West yeah. gold digger. That was, that was, that, that jumps back. But yeah, so I didn't listen to music. And then after that, it just turned into a habit. Like yeah. after his school, I never had that natural inclination towards music at yeah, all. Yeah. You know, if my friend, uh, if Shimrawali, you know, drops a song, I'll listen to it. I'll support <laughs> Let's it. go. But, you know, there's some exceptions, right? Yeah, like yeah. Shimrawali's a one. Nav. Nav. <laughs> Navraj. Navraj. <laughs> Ronald Pono. Ronald. You know, <laughs> Frosty. But no, there, there's some exceptions. Um, But it was never a thing where I made it like a habit. Like even till this day, yeah. I don't have mu any music on my phone. Um, wow. it, it got to a point where even iPhone, like it came with like a default, like music. Yeah. I told him to like delete it, you know, I <laughs> delete, delete, the default <laughs> delete music. this or I will not buy yeah, it <laughs> or, or I'll put the whole crown in it. <laughs> so yeah, it just, it just never became a thing. And I never actually understood why people enjoy music. Um, so like 
I feel like there's some people who need to listen to music like all the time to like function and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like almost there. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> almost there. But you're different. You you produce music. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's like you listen to it and work, you produce you it. Know? It's part of your work. You do it like a, as a creative way to express yeah, yeah. yourself. It's like your art, right? Yeah. But there's a while where like sure it was my art, but I was still listening. Yeah, to it you're for... still listening to it, and uh, you know, I realized that them listening to music is equivalent to me like reading or reciting Quran in my free time. Like, I felt like a lot of people, like... Your, what, yours might be better, though. Yours might be better, yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay, the, the timings are the same. Like, if I'm driving, yeah. I, I, I just, you know, I recite some Quran. If I'm doing some work or something like that, I might just recite or maybe, like, mumble some Quran. And I feel like those are typically the times where people have stuff in their ear pods. Mm. Um, you know, stuff in their... Yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah, I just never, uh, never developed a passion to it. I just... I still, till this day, don't understand, like, what's so cool about listening to music. <laughs> 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 i don't know how that goes and people are like oh it's because you're like religious and because you know blah blah, blah. i mean sure but that's not really the reason i just never really got into it yeah yeah, yeah. you know because there's also religious music i don't listen to that so, so oh you don't listen to like nasheeds at all i don't really listen to nasheeds i just know like a few of them that i find like cool but yeah. I, I just don't even listen to that yeah the, so uh for those that are listening it's probably ramadan right now but the you know ramadan's in like what two days yeah or tomorrow tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow night. yeah tomorrow night and uh i'm gonna try to just listen to nasheeds oh um, listen to sheets there you go yeah so i'm gonna try like usually i fail like halfway because <laughs> i'm like yo i need to listen i need to listen to music or somebody drops a fire album i'm like i'm like yo i can't but then i'm like all right i'll listen to it but, hey man or you can check out my quran recording and recitation you know what do I you mean? have them on spotify I don't, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Are I'm you gonna, actually? Yeah, yeah I'm, I plan on recording the whole Quran. Go to studio and Spotify. And stuff? Go to studio, use an auto-tune. Auto <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but that's that's not allowed though, right? Like auto-tune? Like, you know what? I don't know exactly what, what if it's allowed or not. Yeah. My my understanding for the Quran recitation is that there are certain rules that you have to follow when reciting Quran, like recite it with tajweed. Yeah. As long as you recite with tajweed, your melody could be like any pitch, any tone. Okay. Um, but I'm not too sure with uh yeah with, uh, when it comes to auto-tune. I feel like it probably isn't a bad thing. It's just it usually becomes a bad thing because then uh people like laugh and it becomes yeah, mockery people laugh at, at that it, point. Exactly. People try mocking it or But if you like use it legitly, then I feel like yeah, it's probably no, no, abso absolutely. Honestly, uh, might as well just give it a shot and see if someone complains. <laughs> someone complains. <laughs> I don't know. They might take away my sheikh license. <laughs> um, okay, so we talk about childhood. You basically, in the beginning, you were saying like how you became a sheikh. You basically are Hafiz squared, right? Right? Like that's yeah. Like I mean, you memorize the whole Quran. Hafiz is basically you memorize the whole Quran. Yeah. Um, and you memorize the whole Quran with proper tajweed, which is pronunciation. Yeah, pronunciation. Like proper pronunciation. And that granted you the license. Of yeah, Shia. that granted me the license. It was not only just a proper... So when I had to get the license, I had to recite the whole Quran from cover to cover, from memory, with the perfect like pronunciation, tajweed, or you want to say pronunciation, and every single rule had to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Not only that... I was quizzed on these rules as I was, uh, as I was reciting. I had to point them out. I had to tell them what rule he it is. He was quizzed in front of everybody. I was quizzed in front of everyone, and, and uh, to get the final license, I had to. My my teacher he picked three random parts or four random parts from the whole Quran. I had to recite them from memory. Pick it up. I was. It was like a very thorough test. Yeah, and, and you. <laughs> 
didn't succeed. <laughs> I, and I, and I choked on one of them. <laughs> yo, I the day, uh, what's it called? On the day of, I was like, yo, don't fail, bro. And like, I said it as a joke because I knew this man's been like, you know, practicing and like, I know his memory's great, right? But I said it as a joke. And then his teacher goes like, what's the name of this surah? And you just recited the whole thing, but you didn't know the name. I didn't know the name of it. I was like, um. <laughs> and then he just kept, you just kept reciting. He's like, what's the name? And then you just kept reciting. He's like, what's the name? <laughs> I was like, um, you know, there's like 114 or so surahs. Um, trying to yeah. think. I'm trying to iterate through all of them and figure out. Uh, surahs, uh, I guess, what is it? Like it's a chapter? chapter. Yeah, it's a chapter. chapter. So 114 chapters. He's supposed to name the chapter. Um and he couldn't get the name. But and I couldn't get the name. And I almost <laughs> took an L. And I invited about 150 people to this event. Yeah. And this was a live final test in order to receive the license. Yeah. Right. And I was like, wow, holy crap. All these people here, they could already get the license. People, people came in from across the country. Uh, like <laughs> Across the country. I had people come from California. Yeah. I had like, people come from everywhere. I had yeah. people... Come who can who have like physical disabilities. Dang. Like, like, and you failed. And I failed. So so the thing is, I failed one question, but you know, I got the rest yeah, and yeah. everything right. So you No, know. I mean he got the harder part. Yeah, I got the harder parts like, right. I couldn't name one yeah, yeah. surah and yeah, no, it, it was pretty embarrassing. I was just, you know, luckily someone like whispered the answer or something yeah. like that and, you know, just cheated a little bit. But hey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did like all the work and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I did all the work and everything. Um, sad thing though is he didn't give us a shout out. So he gave oh, everyone else I a, shout a shout out <laughs> in his speech. <laughs> you know, I had people that complained about that. And I was like, you know what? My teacher talked for like 30 minutes reading the whole like ijazah yeah, yeah, yeah. and I felt like everyone's attention level just went away. <laughs> and so I was trying to wrap it up, make a quick shout out. I just didn't feel like people were that attentive or that feeling my shout out much. So I, I cut it a little short, but I apologize. <laughs> you know, shout out to Shimmer Wally for pulling through being a yeah, day I'm actually supporter. not posting this podcast. No, no, but like shout out to my man Shimmer. He supported me throughout the journey. Yeah, um, he was like one of my biggest like supporters and childhood friends. And it's funny, it's like he has me as like a one of the in the religious arena friend. But you know that none of that ever affected our friendship. I mean, he's a really religious guy too. But it's like we were friends outside of just religion. We had so much in common. You probably know me better than almost anyone Dang. i would say like it's yeah, it's yeah. pretty crazy i mean you know me really well you know all the different sides of of me and everything so yeah, yeah. that's so i mean he, he truly was a day one you know so literally shout out and i think uh what's special about you though is that like guys don't usually do this but i think you're the one guy friend that just always keeps tabs on everybody like you always call people i learned that from the whatsapp aunties <laughs> <laughs> like he always calls people and like uh so like why do you do that you know what um so basically i feel like i need to be connected to my community and like i yeah. need to be connected to my friends and i kind of need to have an idea like what they're up to and what's going on in their life um you know because i feel like i feel like the, the one of the things i fear is like me becoming distant from like my close friends right so it's kind of like a fear thing where it's like you know if you don't check on them for too long you won't know what they're up to and like you know, stuff like that. But I also do it because, you know, I want them to know that like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I actually care, even though we're on, like, we're doing very different stuff. Like yeah, I'm yeah. doing my sheikh stuff, you're doing that stuff. Like I am interested in what you're doing yeah, yeah. and just the same way you're interested in what I'm doing. So, you know, let, let's catch up and let's, what yeah. are you up to? What am I up to? 
even though we were on totally different like paths whatnot in terms of like our interests and hobbies yeah you know the fact that we like care for each other and you know we can show that we're friends and yeah, check yeah. up on each other so it's 100%. pretty it's pretty good you know like if you know, my, my rule is like you have a close group of friends like you have your close like five let's say five yeah, friends yeah. that you're close with these are the five that you're you should be obligated to kind of check up on and make sure you're close connected to the rest are just extra let's be honest like you know you you, you meet them you yeah. don't you keep up with them if it happens it doesn't happen but i have like a group of five friends which you're part of and these are kind of like the battle tested friends you know what yeah. i mean so even if you're on different paths you should make an effort to just keep up on them you know keep that close group of friends intact and the rest is just people you know you meet come and go have fun you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. So. and uh i think while you were on this journey to, you know, becoming a sheikh that you didn't even know you were becoming a sheikh, <laughs> uh, I remember, I think we were in a car or something, and you told me about it. And then I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I didn't know, because you were also pursuing your master's, right? Yeah. And uh, what do you work as, if you yeah, don't so, mind talking about Yeah, it? so I, I work as a cybersecurity engineer. Um, so I've so been, he's doing all this while he's, yeah, he's so like I getting... Re- and that field is like... You have to study for stuff yeah, too, right? Yeah, I, I have like a cert I have to study for like every year. There's like a new <laughs> certification and a new technology. So I'm in cybersecurity. I'm also doing my master's, but I was doing this on the side. I didn't want to like, I didn't want to like advertise that I was doing this and like, yeah. you know, studying to like share stuff. Um, so I didn't want to keep it on the down low. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when it came time where I, you know, I, I became, I was becoming a sheikh and I was, you know, had to host the event. I hit up, all, I hit up friends that I'm close with. And I was like, yo, blah, blah, I have this event coming up. They're like, you know what? We don't really know what this event is about, but we'll come through. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it. You'll know when you get there. Yeah. We'll explain everything. Yeah, when he texted me, he was like, yeah, I just memorized the Quran like again. And, like, and I'm like, what? Like, are you just are you just trying to do something? Like, what's going on? Yeah. But I didn't know. Then you were like, oh, proper with Tajweed and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, proper Tajweed. So I was like, okay, cool. And then once at the event... He was like, oh, you're, you can call him Sheikh Monty now. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. And then I guess that's where you found out too. Yeah, no, that, that's crazy. Like, I was like, it feels so weird. I feel like my friends are all going to tease me now. They're going to be like, oh, Sheikh Monty, what do you think of this? Sheikh yeah. Monty, you know, Sheikh I'm Monty. like, damn, like, <laughs> I would almost wish that that wasn't announced to everyone. Yeah. You know? It's so funny though. Uh, but what I like, uh, we talked about like, you know, uh, like relig- like being friends through religion and stuff like yeah. that, and even bring friends not because of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think what's really unique about you is that it's very like comfortable um, to talk about these things with you, right? Like, anything religious topic and stuff anything like that. religious topic. You know, one of the things that's crazy, a lot of religious people I meet, and this kind of like bothers me, right? I mean, you know, it just might be my own perspective, but a lot of religious people only hang out with religious people people who are very religious and i get it like they want to have close company and you know they don't want to get mixed up with the bad things but if you hang if you're a religious person you hang out with a religious person people only like you don't make any effort to hang out with people who are maybe not as religious as you are you really benefiting people Mm. you know Are, are you because if i have this if i had this islamic event and I invited people who are only sh- like sheikhs and like scholars and like go to the masjid like, you know, 10 times a day. No, I'm kidding. Five times a day. <laughs> you know, am I, who's really benefiting from this event? You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. we all know what it is. We've all heard the same reminders. But if I bring people who are probably like not like, you know, five times a day masjid goers or like really religious or know so much about it, then they're like, yo, this is cool. Like we're learning something. And, you know, this guy is Monty. He's like balanced, you know, like he, he's hanging out with us. He's 
and we like learn something from him. So to be honest, I like hanging out with people who are um, not like super religious only because I feel like I can benefit them more Mm -hmm. by the stuff I know. And I can actually see an an impact being made. You know, I have people who tell me like, oh, Monty, like you're, you're a good role model. I'm not trying to guess myself. I'm just saying like, People tell me that they're like, yo, you're a good role model, blah, blah. You know, you keep us balanced. I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm making like a, a help. I'm glad I'm like in, making an impact yeah, yeah. here. Cause if I was hanging out with just religious people, I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably be, be the opposite. Yeah, if I'd yeah. be like, well, this guy, you know, what's he yeah, doing? Yeah. What's he so, doing? Yeah. What's he doing? You know, <laughs> talk, talking to uh, the opposite gender. No, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I like, that's why it's really, um, it's really cool having like just regular friends outside of just, you know, the masjid and like stuff like that yeah yeah. Uh, even though we're all connected to the masjid it's just it's nice having like you know regular friends yeah that's dope okay so you got your you got the uh you got this ijazah yes you got you know your master's things going on yeah uh i think we all know what's the next step (laughs) is uh, what could that be (laughs) what could that be um do you get rishtas uh from all this well, you know, I've actually have gotten a few rishtas from okay. from stuff like this. Let's go. Um, funny. One time I gave a khutbah, which is like an Islamic sermon, at my mosque. And I guess I did a good job because someone offered me their daughter <laughs> after the khutbah. They, you know, were like, they were like, you know, yeah, we want you to, I want you to marry my daughter. What are you doing? And a lot of people ask me, like, you know, about my marital status. A lot of uncles, like a lot of, you know, fathers. And I'm like, you know they would only be asking me if there were, you know, if there were, if they had someone or if they were trying to set me up with someone. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I've had this a few times, but, uh, they just weren't that bad. (laughs) 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 I was just like, I was just like, you know, inshallah brother, you know, um, you know, I'm still looking, but you know, I don't want to rush anything right now. Have a few goals, uh, you know, become a sheikh, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so that's how you reject them and stuff. Yeah, that's how I reject. That's how I reject them. I just say, you know, I'm too busy with stuff like that. Um, yeah, you know, I don't be like, yo, show me who's your daughter. Who's your daughter? But I just yeah. have to kind of let them down slowly. And yeah, it was funny actually. Because I am actually looking to get married, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, despite having all these things, you know, I feel like I could, I feel like I'm pretty good with time. Um, even though wife is probably like a full commitment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I marry someone that's like understanding of my goals and all yeah, that, yeah. I'm sure like it'll work out. But funny story, I joined, um, I was a youth coordinator at my mosque, mm-hmm. right? And people were like, yo, mashallah, this guy is like really, uh, you know, making char- taking charge of the youth and making programs. Yeah, sure, I was, but I was just trying to get married. <laughs> I'll keep it one hundred. Wait, 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 with a youth coordinator, L- yeah, like yeah. that—that just—that doesn't mean like kids, no, right? No, no, that <laughs> I mean, if they have older siblings, maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, like uh, yeah, youth coordinator youth means coordinator like young, means adults, young adults, young adults. Yeah, young adults and stuff like <laughs> Let's that. Let's get that straight. Let's get that straight, right? I'm not, I'm not Herbert. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i was a youth coordinator for like for like some time right yeah and i was just like having all these youth programs and like you know I, someone told me like yeah you know what a lot of people come like people your age and i'm like oh snap bro nobody came like, oh, it, was really? just, it was actually little kids <laughs> <laughs> and then we started and then like you know slowly 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 and surely some people started coming and 
you know, I, I was hoping to find someone by through being a youth coordinator. But then, you know what happened? I get an email saying, new imam hired at the masjid. And I was like, nice, new imam yeah. hired. Then I'm saying, then I get th then I read the email further and it says, religious director and youth coordinator. Wow. You got yeah. replaced. And I got bodied, bro. Dang. You know who you are, Mr. <laughs> imam. You bodied me. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? I'm a sheikh now. Yeah, What's he's up? a sheikh. <laughs> no, but yeah, so I got, um, yeah, so I got bodied. But you know what? It's fine. I didn't even find anyone. They weren't even that bad anyway. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> but you know, of course, you know, did yeah, it yeah. for the sake of Allah. Yeah. And to find a wife. But, to find a wife. Uh, you know, for the sake, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I was like, you know what? There's no one that's good at my masjid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. So still on the search. Um, search if you ladies or gentlemen have any questions about anything just oh, can yeah. they slide in your dms of course yeah I mean, mostly um, ladies but it's it's uh monty man m-o-n-t-i-m-a-n underscore <laughs> um definitely why you know, that use why is that your username why isn't it like sheikh monty or something like you know what i felt like so the sheikh title i got like really like early yeah. on so when i made my username uh, a lot of people a lot of my friends called me monty right and I just felt like just having Monty was uh, so like, I mean, is there anything else? You know, just, oh, yeah. so I feel like Monty man came out like, you know, Monty a, man. a little like and more charismatic, you know, he's a Monty <laughs> man here, you know, he, he's a half as, he's a half as Monty during the day and then Monty man at night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I just felt like that name had more like swag to yeah, it. Yeah. And I think I got Instagram probably when I was in, probably like tw 10, 12 years ago. It's been yeah. some time and it's just, I've. That's been my username for now, and that's been, that's gonna be my username for yeah. as long as I can. That's awesome. You know, keep it. <laughs> um, I've been seeing like, especially on TikTok and a lot of other social media platforms, like a rise in Islamic social uh, social media content creators. Yeah. What do you think of like this landscape of it increasing? You know, I feel like it's a. I actually think it's a it's a great thing that's happening. I feel like this is a a great way to kind of counter the other stuff that we see on social media, like the opposite, you know, it's like, like the TikTok like, dances, like the TikTok and, dances, and, the, you know, showing, showing yeah, yeah. you know, so all that other like obscene type of content, um, there needs to be like, there needs to be like something that counters it. Right. And so I feel like the obscenity and the Islamic content is like both rising together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is like really good. I feel like it's creating some sort of like spiritual war now on like social yeah, yeah. media. There's no monopoly. There's no monopoly. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, so there's no monopoly <laughs> except for Andrew Tate's content. <laughs> no, but there's no monopoly now. And I feel like, the, I feel like the rise of Islamic content is really good. But however, there is a sense of, um, risk associated with all with promoting islamic content as well and what is that there's some so there's some people out there who might not know that well like mm. might not have the knowledge uh to generate islamic content but they're just doing it you know they want clout um you know they want to push out content some of the content might not even be true um you know there's sometimes there's people you'll see them like sharing like very extreme type stuff or fake type or fake content stuff that's not like authentic um so i feel like there is a risk of you know, misinformation yeah. as well. But if you look at it holistically, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, overall. Overall, like, it's it's very good. And I think it is kind of like countering the other stuff we see. Yeah. So do you, do you watch some of these uh, Islamic uh, social media content creators? Oh, yeah. I watch some of them. I have a friend that makes some now. It's okay, like getting nice. popular. 
Um, Who are some people that you watch? So there's some. So some people I watch would probably be like uh, Imam Soheb Web. Oh yeah, he's really he'd be good. he's really good. Honestly, um, there's uh, my my friend Sheikh Saad Abbasi. You know, yeah, on yeah. Instagram, want to give him a shout out. <laughs> and um, you know, there's just a lot of other people. Um, there's a lot of like it's mostly like pages I follow rather than celebrities. So I'm not like too into like the whole like oh he's a celebrity Sheikh. Mm. stuff i know some people like thirst over omar Suleiman, yeah, omar yeah. Suleiman. <laughs> big time man do you like, think he's good i think he's pretty good i yeah. think overall for like a u.s for like an american scholar he's pretty good for american scholar what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> so like i feel like i feel like people abroad scholars abroad yeah they don't sugarcoat stuff they just mm. say stuff as it is right but with Sheikh Omar Suleiman, what I really like about him is that he understands like the sentiment here. He understands like how people are balancing being Westernized and is like Islamic and being a Western Muslim. He understands the delicacy of situations. So he'll he'll stay he'll still have like, you know, I'm not saying he says anything wrong, but he'll word it, he'll be a little bit more lenient on them little softer you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but people are broad they're just like yo dude are you going to hell buddy <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah. so i appreciate both you know that's what i'm saying for an, for an american scholar he's really like you know pc yeah, yeah. in that regard okay um but you know some scholars like back in other countries man and these guys are direct you know they're, yeah. they're like you know the wrong evil and good is like clearly defined don't do this um i feel like nowadays people kind of do need that american scholar stuff yeah because you know only they would truly understand the, the challenges that our people are facing here. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's pretty good. But have you have you seen some of those like uh, I think they're imams or and um, someone will like voice call a message like, hey, what do you think about like anime? And he's like, the anime is oh. <laughs> and he'll talk about like specific anime like they will fall in love with the waifu. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've seen some of those. He was like, he, this guy, I don't know what video you're talking about. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about his name is Sheikh Asimul Hakim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the Indonesian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, well, someone asked him, is anime haram? He went on to describe a whole plot that happens in an anime <laughs> movie. He was like, yeah, he defends her. She first not interested. He defends her, blah, blah. They fall in love and their, their relationship gets challenged. They fall in love again. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, bro, uh, you've seen Naruto and Dragon Ball Z, I'm bro. Like, I'm like, you've definitely seen these anime shows if you call it haram i swear to god <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like he didn't i don't think he answered it i don't think he answered it he just <laughs> said like you know watch something better but he never i don't think he like ever yeah. said like stay away from it and i'm like okay my man <laughs> man's watches anime it's confirmed yeah, yeah no he, he knew the whole plot i was like he knew the whole plot i'm like wow <laughs> <laughs> um so as a sheikh um what are your thoughts on andrew tate converting to islam Wow, mashallah, this is a this is a good topic. You know, I think I think this is a great thing that happened for the whole Islamic community at large. And I had there's several reasons, but first of all, I think a lot of stuff he was preaching like about, you know, being like a strong guy having bound I mean, there's some stuff which were obviously questionable too that people didn't like, but I felt like his overall mindset was on more like traditional values and like being conservative and being like a traditional guy and whatnot, I feel like some of his values were kind of already like, and like motivation, like being very disciplined, very punctual, yeah. you know, protecting your family, uh, working hard towards your goals, um, you know, having a good relationship with people around you. I felt like these were all already in line with what Islam teaches. Yeah. So I felt like for him to convert to Islam wasn't too much of a stretch based on some of the, you know, good content he was pushing out and saying, 
I know a lot of people who flame me. A lot of Muslims there, they don't like Andrew Tate. But you know what? He converted. You know, he's one of us now. So we have to kind of accept him. Yeah. And we have, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, we embrace him. We have to embrace him. We have to be happy. And, you know, whatever he's done in the past, you know that when someone uh, converts to Islam, all their sins get forgiven. And I've seen, like, changes that he's been making, you know, before he got arrested. Like, yes, he wasn't drinking and he was, like, praying and all that stuff like that. So I think this is a good dub. And another thing, I feel like what Andrew Tate offers in the whole Islamic world now is very unique. Like what? I'm not gonna lie. A lot of these, a lot of these scholars and whatnot, they're pretty blue pill. Like, <laughs> I've, 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 <laughs> what does blue pill mean? They're pretty like they're not giving you. They're not discussing things which which are which you could actually take and make a change in your life with. Yeah, like little like little minute things, things that little like, minute things that they're too scared to ask. They're for. exactly, and they're, they're too afraid to preach it. For an example. When, whenever I go, whenever I go and listen to these, uh, you know, Islamic speakers, they talk about being nice, being compassionate, you know, like being content with what you have already, mm-hmm. and just, you know, just having great character. But when I listened to Tate, he was like, you know, go make some more money, you know, go do this, like go be a man, hit the gym, work out, be strong, defend your family, be like, you know, responsible, and like, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. chase your goals and all that. And I was like, you know what? Why do these Islamic scholars not talk about like mm-hmm. these things? Yeah, yeah. Like, why are they afraid to like shy away from like these topics that have to do with like manosphere or like self improvement? Yeah. And I felt like there was kind of like a void. And it's funny. As soon as Andrew Tate became viral, popular, I see these Islamic scholars talking about manosphere. Now. Yeah, yeah. There's so many scholars, like yeah, people yeah. out there that You're are right. talking about I never, manosphere. I literally. I never even like noticed that, but that's so true. That uh, they're all. I can even name like there's uh, there's. They're all talking about like quote unquote the red pill stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a few like Ali Dawa, the Sunnah guy, uh Muhammad Hijab, who I've always loved, bro. He's like he's been one of those scholars that didn't fall into this blue pill trap, you know, him yeah. and Ali Dawa, but these guys are amazing, man. Yeah. And but I feel like with with, with Tate, other people got sparked to talk about these things. Mm. And it was such a taboo thing to talk about before, you know, yeah. because of the whole cancel culture. But now I feel like he's kind of enabled more Muslims and Muslims that are like sheikhs to yeah. even talk about it. So he's made an impact on them. I mean, like... So you think we're going to have more jacked sheikhs? I think we're going <laughs> to have more jacked sheikhs. <laughs> I think the sheikhs are about to be hella red pill. <laughs> oh, it's game over. <laughs> it's game over, bro. Yeah. I think the beards are going to be long. The, yeah. the, it's gonna no, because be... that's an interesting point you bring up. I think a lot of them are like, you know, deen over dunya and yeah. stuff like that, right? But obviously, like, we're still in this... Yeah, you know, world that we still have to improve ourselves. It's exactly, not like, exactly. You know, spiritually and physically too. It's not like- exactly. And a lot of people they think that oh, Islam is uh, you know it, it it only you know it doesn't allow you to go and chase your goals and like you know chase the dunya and um yeah, it's, Islam doesn't say you know go and just chase the dunya, but there's nothing wrong with in Islam with being successful and being driven and like getting the best in this world as well as the hereafter. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'll give you some examples. Like one of the prophets, Suleiman, he was granted a whole kingdom. He was a rich prophet, one of the, the richest prophet, yeah. whole kingdom. The prophet's wife, Khadija, she was a very wealthy businesswoman and like having wealth, making money was never uh, like a, any sort of like prohibition the issue is, does do you let the money corrupt you? Or like, what do you do with the money? Mm-hmm. That's what you're asked on, you know, what we believe in day of judgment. That's the issue here. But, you know, making money, being driven, uh, reaching your goals, being influential. Um, this was, this was never like an issue. And that's why I feel like 
a lot of the Islamic scholars, they kind of just, they never talked about these things, you yeah. know, these self-development stuff. And when I saw Andrew Tate talk about it, I was like, you know what? He's right. Like, yeah, someone needs to talk about it. E either you guys talk about it or he's going to talk about it. One, someone's going to talk about it eventually, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, th I think it's, it's a very weird realm because there were people talking about it, but they didn't cross into the Islamic realm. Right? Yes. Tate is somebody who kind of like, he crossed to everybody's yeah, he path. crossed. So he, like the Muslims kind of picked it up and he saw, you know, obviously he goes to Dubai and stuff like yeah. that. So he encounters a lot of Muslims and he liked that culture. And once he crossed, you know, to them and started seeing like the social media rise, everyone's like, okay, wait, we like do have to push this. We forgot about this. Yeah, and absolutely. He, he basically combined, you know, the aspects of the worldly aspects and yeah. he kind of like made it like a hybrid with like, by being Muslim and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, saying that, you know, talking about how, you know, you can do actions that please God and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. So I feel like, you know, there's a, there's a saying by the prophet. So it's, I don't know. It's not, I don't know the exact hadith, but it's like the giving hand is better than the receiving hand. Oh, wow. So that means that, you know, by, if you're able to give more, if you're wealthy and you have more influence and you can able to give and help more, that's more beloved. Yeah. To, to God than then you just being the receiver. Mm. That's pretty that's that's pretty deep. Like yeah, you know what is. I mean? So it shows you like, do you want to keep being a like at the bottom just being the receiver? No, it's like you know, you want to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. So all right, what about the bad things about Tate? Like, does that change anything about him? Like, should we not look at him? Like, you know, some people they just write him off. Like yeah. even if he converted to Islam, they're just like, no, like Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there was there were some like bad stuff that he was caught up in um you know like during like before his conversion and all that but the thing is a lot of people aren't per a lot of people aren't perfect right everyone sins i'm sure if everyone's sins got exposed to social media no one would be friends with anyone at this point right um i think i think the thing is we have to look at you know how we how is how is he at his current state you know like did he stop those actions um or is he still engaged in these like types of actions and you just have to kind of like make a judgment on that Anyone can bring up anyone's past, you know, and there were some people like there was a tweet by one woman. She was like, oh, I can't believe Tate converted to Islam. You know, I'm going to leave Islam because Tate converted to it because and I'm going to tell God that, you know, it's because you got this bad guy into our religion that I'm going to leave. I'm like, that's like an issue with you and your faith, you know, yeah, than yeah. it is with Tate. Yeah. So there are some people who reacted really did not take that conversion well. Um I hope these people realize that, you know, there's always good and bad, like no one's perfect. Um, but at least he's trying to be perfect. And if they can see that, you know, that would be good in terms of like bad content. You know, I didn't really find too many bad things that he said. In terms of what he was preaching and then the videos of his that were viral. Yeah. You know, they weren't like, a lot, okay, we have to realize a lot of it was just exaggeration. It was hyperbole, right? Yeah. You know, I kind of vibe with it. If I'm be hundred, if I'm be one hundred, bro, like, you know, it was it was fine. Yeah. Um. Do your do your religious friends also vibe with it too, or? You know, it's funny. At first, they did not. They were like, "Who is this guy? He's so misogynistic." You know, blah blah blah. Why is he like red pill? You know, Islam's not red pill at all. And they're right. You know, Islam is not red pill or blue pill. You know, Islam's Islam. But the algorithm caught them. <laughs> <laughs> that so. They started slowly and slowly becoming more 
yeah. uh, watching Tate videos and it's just took over their algorithm. Oh my God. And then at later, and then now I'm like, I opened my WhatsApp group. They're like, free brother Tate, make dua for him. <laughs> make dua. I'm like, I'm like, yo, what? Like, We're doing you know, a halakha on Tate. We're doing a halakha. Like, I feel like more, more and more Muslims are starting to like support him. Yeah. I feel like people were just too quick to judge and like, you know, just easily dismissed it because they were so caught up in, you know, some of the stuff they would read online. But yeah, it's been pretty good. I remember we went on we went on that trip together. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was watching Tate videos in the car because yeah. that way the, the algorithm caught me early, right? Yeah, yeah. So, he was the, one of the first ones. Like, yeah, like once you watch one video, you're done, right? Yeah. It's like a whirlpool. Yeah. I was watching these Tate videos and I showed people. They're like, "Yo, man, this stuff. He's whack, blah blah." He, to be honest, he did show like one of Tate's worst videos. Okay, yeah, I might have. <laughs> like <laughs> he was like, "Yo, this is why Spider Man is the worst uh, <laughs> hero." I'm like, "Yo, I know that offended this? you." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yo, what is this?" Like he chose the nerdiest guy to make fun of. <laughs> He's like they don't have manly superheroes. Yeah, I'm and, then, like, and then like he was talking about how like if you're if if you're cooking, you're poor. Like something yeah. like that. Only like poor people cook. Yeah. And then I had people in the car who were like big meal prep guys, yeah. and, like getting offended. One of his videos was like bodybuilding is gay. Not yeah. like bodybuilding. Yeah. There was one he was like skydiving's lame. Like why would you skydive? <laughs> I'm like come on, bro. Yeah, like exactly. That's, that's so, fun, dog. It's fun. Right? <laughs> and then uh. So everyone was like hated him after when yeah, I showed yeah. it. But then slowly, like, I don't know what happened. Like, what happened? What do you think, like, changed? I think the better videos popped out. Like, the better videos? The, <laughs> the yeah. ones I didn't show. <laughs> yeah, the ones he didn't show. Like, you know, self-improvement type stuff. That Because that's what everyone talks about, right? Like, yeah. becoming a better man, becoming stronger, stuff like that. Like, yeah. how that universally is that is that bad, right? It, de- it doesn't even, I feel like it doesn't even matter who it comes from. It's just like, if you hear that message, you just, you know... Um, like that's a good message so um he pushed people and he was just like oh and one thing is also he was not afraid to say what he wanted to say which is refreshing because everyone just felt so filtered yeah and not saying that everything he said was good it was just that he didn't feel afraid to and then he got silenced and then yeah absolutely absolutely he kind of like he kind of like enabled people to talk about things that otherwise they would be afraid of getting canceled for. Yeah. Like people going out and talking about like conservative stuff, like traditional roles, like gender roles and stuff like that. Yeah. It's becoming a very taboo topic nowadays, but I feel like the fact that he just went on and just started talking about these stuff like nonstop, yeah. you know, kind of like, I felt like more people were inspired to talk about it as well. Yeah. So it's yeah, pretty cool. It's crazy. No, it's honestly, it's <laughs> wild. Uh, so what's your next step in this like religious, um, like, is there a step after a sheikh? Like, what are you planning to do? What are you thinking of doing? Yeah, so I usually keep my religious goals uh, low-key, but since we're on the stream, I'll give you a little sneak peek. Okay. So, um, conquer the world. No, I'm kidding. Conquer the world. So, it's basically, I want to, now that I have, I'm a licensed Quran teacher, I want to, I definitely want to teach Quran. Yeah. I want to improve, like, you know, um, my understanding of the Quran even more, um, just teach it, Um travel around the world and like lead and recite and like teach people like i want to have like i want to teach people across the world i want to go to different like mosques and different areas wow. recite and kind of like build my brand like rebrand yeah, yeah. and obviously it's it's not just it's not you know i'm not doing it for cloud doing it for obviously the sake of god and allah but i feel like we need this you know what yeah, i mean yeah. i feel like i feel like we're in we need more quran reciters yeah. uh 
the stuff this Islamic science needs to continue. Yeah, hundred percent. So, no, I mean all of our like mutual friends or whatever. Like even like I've had talks with your sisters, and there would be like, yeah, he needs to make like a TikTok. Like he <laughs> needs to have a social media presence. Like if you had that, you would be like dominating. Oh bro. yeah, man. Uh, my next thing is you know. Maybe start a Quran channel. Maybe yeah. it's a social media like recitation page. Yeah. You know, I'll have one channel for Quran, one channel for Monty Man stuff. <laughs> Monty. <know? laughs> and then uh, you know, just like teach people. Um, I already have some people that hit me up that were interested in being my student. Oh wow. And these are people who are like way older than me and like wow. like any age, right? So yeah. they want me to teach them Quran and all that. So yeah, just kind of like going around and teaching as many people as I can. Yeah. And uh, making that be something like a like a legacy I, le I leave behind yeah. in terms of like from the Islamic realm, from the professional world, you know, I want to be a cybersecurity, you know, yeah. some company sometime. But so cybersecurity, you're like capturing Muslims. And yeah, then, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then Islamically, you're teaching them. <laughs> Islamic guy teaching them. You know, there you go. You know, so I just have to sell myself as a cybersecurity <laughs> guy. They come in and just bam, hit them with Quran yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, they have nothing else better to do once they're captured. So you can yeah, exactly like right? <laughs> <laughs> just like you know, just download the whole Quran, send it to their computer. You yeah, know, yeah, embed it as a virus. As a virus, <laughs> you know, they open it all this Quran reciting, yeah. they get inspected. Why don't they do that? Like, you know what? Yo, that would be a like good spread idea. as a virus, and then like, do you get good deeds for that? Probably not, right? Or maybe I don't know. You know what? It might. Um, it might. There is a hadith. In the amalu bin niyat, that every act, every like um, action is judged by its intention. So if my intention is, brother, like, you know, convert to Islam, <laughs> learn it, <laughs> take this Islamic virus, maybe you can make a change. Who knows? Maybe yeah. I can get rewarded for that. Yeah. But you know what? That's a good idea. That is a, I think Shimmer Wally right here <laughs> found out my next project. <laughs> no. You know, yo, government. I know hacking is illegal. I don't know what to what degree, but <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, we're not gonna hack. We're just gonna, you know, yeah, just you plug know, in the USB and then plug in the USB. There you go. <laughs> there, it's only a Quran like <laughs> computer. <laughs> kidding, kidding. We're not gonna hack yeah. government. Hack <laughs> government. <laughs> um, wasn't there like in the cryptocurrency realm there was like some Islamic coins? You know what? I haven't heard of it, but there should be. There should be. I feel like there should be like an Islamic yeah. coin. Do you think? Do you feel like that could be wrong in a way, or no? You know the whole um, cryptocurrency debate, whether it's halal or haram, is ongoing. But so far, Wait, why there, is it haram though? Exactly. So there isn't any sufficient. I feel like yeah. people who label it as haram just don't understand it. Yeah, they yeah. don't understand the whole technology behind cryptocurrency, how it's decentralized and whatnot. Um, but the ones who, the Islamic people who have researched it, they're the ones who say that it's halal. Mm. And so I'm seeing this like, you know, there's just not enough evidence to say you can't just go around calling things haram and get randomly just throwing that yeah, out yeah. there. And so there hasn't been really enough evidence established yet as to why it would be haram. So, yeah, I mean, maybe an Islamic coin could be the way to go. <laughs> Islamic coin. <laughs> um, if, if there's uh, any like advice or something that you can give to people uh, to improve their spirituality or their career, like what would it be? So it would be that finding a balance between uh, Deen and Dunya, like is very is very important. Um, the best thing to do, just don't get into it like all of a sudden. You just throw yourself really hard into it um, because that leads to burnout. Um, the best thing is do Islamic actions, even if they are little, but try doing it consistently. There's a hadith uh, saying about Prophet. That's around this too. That that Allah loves actions that are done 
consistently, even if they are little, right? So just kind of like balancing it out. You know what I'm saying? Like still hang out with your friends, be cool. Yeah. But you know, like try praying when the praying time comes in, be punctual about that. You know, have these things, have like these boundaries that you're like, that you're not going to bend on. Yeah. That you're going to do like punctually, but then in, enjoy your life too. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Just finding that sweet balance is, um, is very like good and doing things that you know, you're not going to burn out. It's like being religious, like, or getting into it, getting spiritual is a whole journey. It doesn't happen like overnight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just takes a lot of discipline, a lot of consistency. And yeah, I mean, just, just work hard to just the same way you work hard in your career and you try being the best and you give this some time, yeah. just some time and you'll, you'll see like a major improvement. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that would be, Dang. That'll be my uh, advice. Checkmate atheists. Checkmate atheists. Yes. <laughs> uh, anything, I guess, not to be controversial, but uh, anything. Bring it. I love the controversy, oh, man. Really? Okay. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so I guess people like, you know, atheists. Yeah. Like, what would you say to them? I know it's a very broad thing, but let's just say they're just like, I don't believe in God. What would be like the first thing you say? Like, oh my gosh, brother, like, let me help you out or whatever. Somebody get a stone. Somebody <laughs> get a stone. <laughs> No, of course, I'm Yo, he has some in his pocket right yeah, now. <laughs> He's always strapped. They, they should have checked my pockets before coming here. <laughs> the rocks fall out. The rocks fall out. No, so I would, so I would say that, you know, look at Muslims and then look at atheists. Like, who's happy at the end of the day? Mm. You know, like athe- a lot of people who are atheists that I, I've even known personally or I know personally, you know, they're just very depressed. You know, they just don't have much excitement going on they don't have anything to look forward to um you know what i mean like they they just they're so stressed out about life because yeah. they know they're just gonna go and they're gonna die and that's gonna be the end of it yeah but for, like for me personally i'm like w- like why even think like that right it's, yeah for me it's it's nice knowing like or believing in something after it's nice believing that we just don't turn into dirt yeah like, exactly. we have meaning after us it's just a hopeful way of living and exactly. also like when I get blessings and stuff, like I, I don't want to put all that on me. I'm like, yo, this happened like out of nowhere. Like there's no way I could have predicted yeah. that this happened. And I don't, I personally don't believe in coincidences. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is, I'm so glad this happened and like furthers my career or like life or whatever. Right, right. And I think it's just hopeful. Like it's nice to, and hopeful to know that there's something beyond us. Yeah, um, exactly. Like you want to believe in something that's empowering. Yeah. Know? Right. So you want to eat. If you believe that, listen, like, you know, there's there's something that's like a be like a deity that's always looking after me, uh, always like giving me blessings, um, everything that's good that's happening, you know, it's all being you know through God, and you know there's gonna be an afterlife. I'm not just gonna turn into dust, you know. I'm gonna get rewarded if I do good, you know, just all these things, right? Yeah. Like it kind of like makes you feel more empowered in a way, you know. So then you're you're like hopeful, you're looking forward to it, you know. You're not like you know, just, you're not thinking, oh, I'm just going to turn into dust and yeah, like, yeah. that's it. Game over. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's also, I feel like setting like a goal in a way. Yeah. Um, like when you're in your career, right? You're going to be like, oh, I'm a, I want to be like a great cybersecurity engineer. I want to be a great yeah. content creator. Right. Uh, and in the beginning, you're probably not like not at all. Right. But yeah. you believe that you're going to be a great, whatever it is right. in your field. And so you do things on the way that make you great. And so exactly. I say like, you know, believing in God or believing in the afterlife, it's like you believe in that this is going to happen or there's, you know, being and you tend to do good things along the way. Yeah. And and the thing is like, 
even you, you're doing like a lot of great things. Like the stuff that you're doing, a lot of a lot of it, like people are watching it. Someone could be having like a really crappy day and yeah. they watch your content and they laugh. They get entertained. They I hope so. They, and no, seriously. I like, hope they don't get depressed. But you know, people watch it, they have they have a good time. You know, sometimes they're looking forward to it and stuff like that. And so you're making a impact on people's like lives that's why you you know you say like keep shining you say these things right yeah and um you're getting rewarded because you made someone smile even because in islam we say that even making someone smile is charity mm. so by you making content and you making someone smile like that kind of like gives you that purpose too you know it's yeah, like yeah. yeah you're making like an impact on people yeah you're you're you know what i mean you know what i'm saying so tying that back to religion it's like you're doing things that are like pleasing to God. It's like you have a you have a higher purpose of doing things. Yeah. And you you're hoping that this could ultimately like everything that you're doing can like line up and give you a legacy and help you in the next life. Right. Yeah. yeah. So pretty I, cool. And I also here's like another thing. Like um some people would be like, yo, like why are you doing all this stuff for God? And I feel like it's not for God, it's for us. Yeah. Because like I feel like, you know, God doesn't need us to do all these things. Yep. But he wants us to just have a better life like being punctual right like the we pray five times a day it makes us more punctual when we have a schedule right yeah uh we feel better we actually have movement in um i think all these things are just for us like it's literally yeah. has nothing to do with yeah. him and yeah no I, I, so so the thing is like um so you know god so god says that we that you know the he there's a there's a verse in the Quran where he says that he created us to he created um he basically created us to worship him not kuni directly, um so our purpose in this life is to worship him. Now sometimes we might think that we're doing something for our own sake, mm. but in reality, that thing that you're doing could be a form of worship. For example, worshiping God isn't just praying or isn't just reading like a holy book Quran. Even if you um. Even if you make someone smile yeah. or you do something nice, that action is pleasing to God. Yeah. And because it's pleasing to God, that's considered an act of worship. Mm. So you see, like, even even though we think, like, you know, we're, we're doing this, like, for ourselves or, you know, we might not, we might not be thinking that we're doing it to God. Duh. But inadvertently, um, what's happening is, you know, God will be pleased by your actions. Yeah. You know, you help. It's not like someone consciously thinks, like, every time they help someone, oh, I'm ha- I'm helping them only uh, only for the sake of God. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes they just help them. They're nice. But, you know, God is so merciful that even if your intention wasn't just for him, yeah. he'll still reward you. Yeah. Because he, he finds that action pleasing. I guess what I was trying to say is that, like, if you even go in the intention of worshiping, yeah. it will help you ultimately. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Like, like... So the worshiping God, we say that God doesn't benefit like we, like what you just said. Yeah. God doesn't need us to worship yeah, him yeah. at all. Um, in fact, there's an ayah in the Quran that, uh, you know, God basically says, um, oh, mankind, like uh, you are in need of God and, and and God is like free from all needs. Mm. So when we, when we say, when we look at that verse, we say that God doesn't need us to do anything. He doesn't need us to worship yeah, yeah. him. Like everything we're doing, like what you said, is just yeah. for our own benefit. Yeah, we're yeah. the ones benefiting. Yeah. Worshiping him is benefiting us. How is worshiping him benefiting us? Well, we get more spiritual. 
you know, there's some like merits to, you know, like the praying too. You know, people feel like people do yoga nowadays. Yeah, yeah. literally everyone's doing yoga. So people do yoga. Basically our prayers, we're doing this movement that's really good for our knees. It's really good for our ankles. Knees. um, It's like meditation. It's like you're you're taking time off. You're meditating. It's, it's honestly, it's good for you. Not even, not only in like in this world, but like in the afterlife, God doesn't need anything. So like going back to what you said. Exactly. You know, we're, we're doing it for ourselves. You and know? then um, fasting, right? People are like, yo, how would you fast? Like, why would you go through that? And, you know, back in the day, like humans, right? They had to fast. Yeah. Right? Like they get their, they hunt for their meals. And then Absolutely. They, they eat in a certain amount of time at night. Like yeah. They hunt all day and then they come back home, eat at night, and then they do the same thing. Exactly. They, we didn't have the three meals a day, like yeah. whole, you know, punctual, like, so yeah, exactly like yeah. back in the people days. are intermittent fasting too like and that's uh, people say that's one of the healthiest forms of eating like intermittent Absolutely, fasting, yeah, so intermittent intermittent fasting and then people are saying that you know oh like i feel like you know people are saying that you get detox from fasting like clean, cleanses your body yeah and we're it's crazy it's like we're seeing like some medical you know benefit or scientific like benefits from yeah, this yeah. practicing so it's pretty cool and another person said that you know when you supplicate to god yeah um this was actually an argument by an atheist that turned into it also being a good thing and showing that there's some like worldly benefit so when people say that when you know when you supplicate to god um how do you you know how do you know god is listening so first of all we believe that god's listening to your supplications and he answers your supplication right and like but with the act of supplicating it's like you're offloading some burden from yourself and you're putting it to God, saying, mm-hmm. you know, God, take care of that for me. Yeah. It's like you're kind of, it's like a form of offloading some stress yeah. and, you know, kind of like letting God deal with it. So I feel like there's so many like benefits, you know, spiritual benefits when it comes to praying that and worshiping that we, we don't even see today. We don't even realize. Yeah, 100%. And it's crazy to see. And I think uh, another thing, like scientifically, right, we've, we've seen that, um, you know, there's like the universe is huge and stuff like that, right? And we've actually seen, you know, there's multiple dimensions. Yeah. Right. And we we can't see dimensions higher than us, but we can see dimensions lower, which means that there could be, you know, whatever in higher dimensions that can affect and see everything. Yeah. Honestly, um, I believe in aliens. I'll just say, I'll say it straight <laughs> out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, no, there could be like so many dimensions and yeah, I'm not, I'm not like um, too versed in like all these things, but it kind of shows that, that our understanding of the universe is still, you know, expanding and there's so much, there's so much more to see. And um, it also, it's kind of like, in a way it makes me feel a little like, kind of makes me feel a little powerless saying like, I'm just like a little speck of dust. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, But to know that you know there's a god that's still looking out for you and that's that's maintaining the whole thing and looking out for each and one of yeah, every yeah. individual that kind of gives you more hope you know yeah. what i'm saying so no 100 percent. and that's why i think like for uh people that i guess necessarily don't believe i'm like okay if we do take big bang right yeah. like that's the creation of the universe well somebody had to create the big bang yeah what, whatever whatever you believe like it it could be you know a giant thing or whatever something that's a creator yeah and something had to create and when i mentioned like these different dimensions i'm like so time is like the fourth dimension right right so they can see the beginning and end of time 
in one physical space right they yeah. see it as a physical thing they right see, they, yeah. can, they can see beginning to end and i'm like okay if there's you know uh an entity or whatever uh that's above these higher dimensions for somebody that doesn't believe in god like that's kind of a way where i kind of scientifically explain i'm like okay um you know ants believe they're only on the one dimension right they don't know that they're in the third dimension um humans they know that a fourth and fifth and sixth dimension exist but um you know there could be beings in those higher dimensions that can see us yeah no that's it's actually really it's actually really interesting knowing that you know there's other dimensions and when like a when an atheist or when someone who's that's that's atheist kind of like sees the whole universe um they think that wow we're like nothing or like a speck of dust blah blah but when someone who believes in God sees the whole universe, they're like, wow, like God created such a nice universe. Yeah. You know, it's like more, it's like you, you exalt God more uh, by, by seeing like, like how, natural beauty, and natural stuff beauty, like stars, you know, like, yeah. and all these like, you know, space. Yeah. Phenomena. And you know, what's crazy. It's like, uh, when the moon is like the distance, the earth is from the moon is like the exact ratio, uh, that the earth is from the sun, meaning that the moon like 100% blocks the sun yeah. when it's passed by. And I'm like, dude, how does that happen? Yeah, and it's crazy. And it's like uh, th these things that are mentioned in the Quran, like, you know, how the orbits and like moon, how the sun comes up. And they didn't even understand they, astronomy back they then. They didn't even understand astronomy. Yeah. And, you know, when the Quran says stuff like seven heavens, we don't know what, we don't know, still don't know, you know, what, lots yeah. of don't know what that means, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, the Quran mentioned, you know, the whole like moon, the whole like, you know, how it orbits. Yeah. And, you're right like people didn't know astronomy back then yeah so they don't even know that you know we could go to space and whatnot yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's kind of cool it's like i still haven't found an example of where science and islam like contradict each other mm. i haven't found any like yeah. contradiction in the quran in terms of like science um so it's pretty cool like a like a book that was revealed like 1400 years ago still to this day does not contradict anything mm. that's out there yeah um so it's pretty cool, and you know, I hope we um, hope we find aliens. <laughs> <laughs> we find aliens. Uh, we'll see if we talk about aliens in the bonus episode on patreoncom slash Uh Montajib, thank you so much for coming on. Of course, pleasure. And, uh, thank you, patrons, for so much for supporting. Monty's actually a patron. I'm actually so. <laughs> day, day one patron before before anything. You know? Before anything. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to check out our um, extended uncut. Um, more savage conversations uh be sure to check out the bonus episode thank you guys so much for listening appreciate you guys um and yeah peace out gang gang and uh keep shining